There are three major metrics most passive investors will look at to judge the returns of an opportunity. There's cash on cash, IRR, and average annual return. Now, depending on what type of investments you like, you may prioritize one over the other, but if you're not looking at one key metric, your 2022 investments are likely to take on a higher risk. This is Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate where we guide you through the relentless pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host, Justin Moy, managing partner at Perpetual Wealth Capital, a multifamily real estate investing firm that lets everyday people invest passively in income producing apartment buildings. The landscape of real estate will change drastically over the next few months, and this metric will become the leading indicator of deals that qualify for us to buy, especially in 2022. Now, that metric is cash on cash, but not in the general sense that most view it. Now, when most investors or operators talk about cash on cash, they tend to average out the lifetime cash return and divide it by the hold period or the hold time for that asset. That means depending on the asset, you might have very low cash returns, let's say the first year, or maybe even the second year as well, if it's a distressed building or there's tons of work being done or put into it in the hopes that year two, three, and beyond make up for those low returns in year one. However, there's one crucial point where we see far too few operators and investors pay close attention to, and that's cash on cash at disposition or exit. And here's why that's the most important metric for us in 2022. The reason this is the most important metric for us is because we're seeing the landscape of lending drastically change. And we know that it will continue to change big time over this year, especially to help inflationary concerns. And that means rising interest rates. Now, just the week of recording this, we've seen rates jump up 20 basis points, which creates significant alteration in value and even in your ability to refinance certain properties. Now, rates and cap rates are directly correlated because if buyers have to pay a higher rate, they cannot afford to pay as much as they could if they had access to a lower rate. So we see prices dip in accordance to rates. If you're in a deal and the goal is to exit in, let's say, three to five years, but rates continue to rise, it could be very possible that the market no longer supports the projected price of your deal because rates have risen maybe more than expected. So what happens in this scenario? Well, great investors will hold until the market becomes favorable to them, but an investor cannot hold if the cash returns are negligible or unable to support an existing bridge loan or other type of debt service. And even worse, if there's a balloon payment coming up and the cash flow isn't enough to absorb the increased rate from refinancing, now the asset's in real danger. Now, whether you specifically invest for cash flow or not, there has to be specific cash flow projections at refinance or planned exit in case the market no longer supports exiting at that time. And the cash flow has to be sufficient enough to justify holding the asset a bit longer than expected. I hope you're able to use this tip when evaluating deals and it can help you make great investment decisions. I mean, that's overall my goal here. And if this show has ever helped you or taught you anything, please give us a rating and review on the platform you're listening on. And if you have feedback or topics you'd like me to discuss or have guests on about, send me an email through my contact information in the show notes. And of course, while you're there, 
be sure to download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Building Generational Wealth and Passive Cash Flow Through Multifamily Real Estate. All that information down in the show notes. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes of your time with me, and we'll see you on the next episode.